Floor behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix it radio. And it is that time. Fix it radio. KLZ five sixty. The sixth of January. Sixth of January. So live show today. If you're listening to this as a replay, you know what day it is. And uh, it is uh, the first Fix-It Radio of 2024, and we plan on being here, Lord willing, the entire year. So unless, I guess, unless something happens to me, and even then, what's that old saying, Charlie, the show goes on? So anyways, one way or the other, it'll continue on regardless of me. So appreciate all of you, by the way, as we head into a new year. Thank you for the years past. Uh, You guys make what I do possible. Uh, on top of that, so to all of our partners and the sponsors that we have with us. And you can find all of them, by the way, at fixitradio.com. And it's fixitradio.com. You can add the hyphen like our other websites have if you want. <clears throat> it all takes you to the same website. But fixitradio.com, all of our partners are there, which we appreciate each and every one of them. And when you use them, please let them know that you heard them here. That helps me, helps them, makes you a part of the family as well. <clears throat> I don't say that near enough. But I do appreciate each and every one of them. It's because of them that we're able to do this. And again, we'll continue on doing this through 2024. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. Now, if it's a replay show or Tuesday, for example, and you're listening and there's a question you might have, please text line 307-200-8222. Again, 307-200-8222. Both of those numbers, by the way, right on the website. In fact, you can go to the website and click right on there to either send us a text message or Listen live, by the way. And for a lot of you that have been telling us about the tune-in sides of things where we're not on tune-in any longer, we're working on how we either work around that or getting back on there. Uh, We're not even sure exactly what the situation is there, but we've got some folks here at Crawford Broadcasting working on that. Had some discussions last night about that. So stay tuned. If we get that resolved, I will let all of you know, and I've had probably more text messages on that particular topic than I have had most anything else. So those of you that have been using that in the past because of a particular sound system or just that's what you're used to using and then it went away, we're doing our best to work on that. And I'll let you know when we can get back on there So or as soon as we get back on there. That's kind of our plan at this point. So I've got a few things for you today, one being an article. Family Handyman. I I grab a few articles out of there periodically. Some of it's good, some of it's not. And I'll go through some of these today and let you know what I mean by that. 51. Why is it 51? I don't know. Maybe it's 51 weeks of the year and you take a week off. I don't don't know why it's 51. I mean, honestly, you'd think they would have just either rounded that up or down. And I know I'm a weirdo. I was telling Charlie, beginning of the week, I like even-numbered years. Now, I know we had COVID during 2020, but I, I don't know. I'm just that kind of a guy. I, for the longest time, and I'm not this way anymore, but I, for the longest time, would not buy a car that was an even or an odd year car. That's how I did it. I would only buy even year cars. And it's not superstitious. I just, I guess maybe being in the car industry, 
for all those years. And it used to be a bigger deal than it is now, but it used to be, you know, they would kind of do those even numbered years for updates and releases and things like that. And maybe that's where that came from for me, but I would not buy odd year cars for the longest of time. So anyways, I like even years, kind of who I am. Doesn't mean that 2024 will be any different than 2023, but it's an election year and there's lots of things that will be going on this year. But 51 things most homeowners aren't doing but need to. Now, some of these we've talked about here in the past. In fact, this first one, Jersey Joe called in just a few weeks ago and reminded us of this. And now he was talking more along the vent line of your dryer. This talking about cleaning inside the dryer and also the vent. And, and I know in the past I've had some different machines. I had one old Kenmore machine for the longest time back when uh, things were much tighter. And, I, and that was when Kenmore – has Kenmore even sold anymore, Charlie? Is that even still a brand? It's Sears. Yeah, so Sears is gone, and I don't know if – I shouldn't say Sears is gone, but they're doing things completely different than they used to. You, you see – I still get some Sears ads periodically. Yeah, they're, they're, there are few and far between. It used to be a plethora of those. In fact, that's where most people bought clothing, appliances, tools, you name it. You went to Sears and – and got it. Now, what's happened is, of course, a lot of their big box stores have come along and taken over that business. But anyways, Kenmore, that was a Sears brand. And I remember having one of those, a particular dryer, by the way, that I am not exaggerating. Annually, this particular article is fitting for that particular dryer. Annually, I would have to take part of the sheet metal off of the dryer and get my shop vac out and literally clean all of the lint and things that would be all over the inside of that. And even though my dryer vent was clean, because yes, I would do that at exactly the same time, I still would get all of this internal buildup. Now, I are modern, you know, newer, more modern machines better? I don't know. But it is a reminder that it is worth checking inside of the dryer periodically, especially as you have older dryers to determine do you have a lot of lint buildup, things like that? And the biggest reason we want to do that is, A, there's lots of times loose change and things like that you may find in the bottom of the dryer. But on top of that, fire. We want to keep all of that lint to a minimum to eliminate as much as we possibly can having any kind of a fire. Because, man, that lint, when it gets going, in fact, if you ever want to just, you know, one of the things for Ready Radio we talk about a lot is, you know, how to start fires when there's no ability to do it and so on and so forth. Saving that lint and even keeping some of that in a Ziploc baggie on down the road, or you talk about a good fire starter, that stuff is it. You keep that nice and dry. It does not take much at all to get that stuff lit up. That's why we want to get it out of the dryer and keep things clean. So I'm going to keep going through a few of these. And again, some of that's going to come down to you, your dryer. And I also think that, and in this particular case, it could have very well been the house that we were in, the run of the dryer vent. The longer the run and the more elbows there are, the more chance of that lint buildup I believe there is. The shorter the run, uh, no, no elbows or very few, helps that immensely. I knew an old appliance guy that uh, I learned. He was a car guy and an appliance guy, and I learned a lot of things from him on the appliance end of things. And he was a, a huge proponent of non 90 or even 45-degree bends in a dryer. If you could just make a straight run, that was his desire. And 
again, some situations you don't have any choice and the contractor or the builder, you know, just didn't plan that correctly. And that, that utility room is in a place where it's got to make a long run. Those are the ones that you really need to be paying attention to. Number two, cleaning faucet aerators. Uh, you know what? This is something that I bet most of us never even think of. They're going to build up with uh, deposits, mineral deposits, things like that. There still is mineral inside of the water, no matter where you live and how much it gets purified at your at the at the city you know, treatment plant. You're still going to have some of that that build up. And the idea being, take those aerators out and clean all of those things up. How do you clean them? Depends on how they're built up. And in some cases, if they're really, really built up, you may very well have to replace them. Something to think about. Now, this one is, again, going to go back to the type of appliance you have. And what I've learned on this is the better the appliance, the less of this you have to do. Sort of comes back to that old, you get what you pay for. And that's cleaning the oven door, not as you fold it down and clean the inside of the glass. I'm talking about the two glasses that are on the inside that you have to take the door apart to actually clean. Again, in the past, I've had some appliances that were not as good as the ones that I have today, and they would get that film, and even sometimes you'd even end up with some oil stains or some food stains or whatever, and how in the world it gets on the inside between the two glasses. I have, again, I think it's a quality situation with the oven and the oven door itself and how well it's made, but you would have to separate those apart, use your oven cleaner and and some steel wool even, and clean all the inside of that glass off. Not, Not heavy steel wool, so please don't, if you're listening to me, make sure you're doing that correctly. You don't want to scratch the glass, but they can get pretty nasty and ugly. And again, this is one of those things annually. Cleaning in between the glass on your oven door. Now, I don't know that it's on this list because I didn't. I just peruse this. I didn't look at each one of these individually through all 51. The other thing for a lot of you, and this is a little bit, um, you may be using it now, so it might be a little bit tougher to do, but uh, gas fireplaces will also have that gas residue buildup on the inside of the glass. I know mine does that. And I'll periodically, maybe once a year, once every other year, you've got to do roughly the same thing. Pull that out. And what I've learned on it is they make an actual glass fireplace cleaner or the oven cleaner doesn't do too bad of a job either. And once they get kind of etched, you can get the best, you know, do the best job you can to get things cleared up, but you're not going to make it. I've, I have found anyways, making that perfect. Now, if somebody has a tip on that type of of appliance glass or even what's being, you know, in a fireplace, gas fireplace, if you've got a tip on how to make that clearer or what you've used in the past to clean that off, by all means, let me know. Send me a text message. Call us. Either way, give that information out to the others that are listening, and we would appreciate that greatly. Again, our text line, 307 Got a text message that came in, by the way. Have a question. On social media, you see a lot of posts of folks using and restoring vintage appliances from refrigerators to stoves. I saw a post yesterday with someone with a 1952 General Electric range. That would make me nervous having a 72-year-old appliance with 72-year-old wiring in it. Thoughts? I would be nervous as well. Now, the refrigerator, let's separate these, by the way, because kind of two different things. There's a lot of folks restoring the old refrigerators, which, by the way, some of the old refrigerators, if you can still find one that's in decent shape, you can buy upgraded 
compressors and things along those lines and even upgrade, in this case, the wiring and such. And you can actually take an old refrigerator, which, by the way, I think has much, much better insulation in them. If you look at the thickness of the doors and so on, they were much better insulated than what the new ones we have today. In fact, I saw a video the other day, Charlie will enjoy this, where back in the day, I mean, some of the refrigerators were way better than they even are today. Everything from see-through compartments, compartments you could literally remove from the door, like all of your veggie trays and stuff would be in the door. You could remove those, bring them over to the sink, do your thing, put everything right back in. They had a lot of features that, frankly, we don't even get in today's quote-unquote modern appliances, which you wonder how modern are they. With, you know, with the exception of an ice maker, some of the older appliances, the refrigerators especially, were pretty hard to beat and partially why some people are doing the restoration of. Now, some are restoring them because they'll put them in a game room. They'll have this vintage you know, refrigerator, and, and they are very, very cool. Some of those that even have the latch handles on them are just really, really cool. So, uh, yeah, uh, it is something that they are doing. Now, on the oven sides of things, I would also be nervous unless they're upgrading all of that. Now, I will also say that there's some older appliances that are most likely gas. I can remember my, I'm sure Charlie can as well, my grandmother back in the day, she, I was always fascinated because she had a gas stove, one that you lit with a match. You, you didn't even have the automatic uh, PZO lighters on them. You literally, you turned on the gas and got a match and lit it and you lit the fire and there it was. In fact, hers, in fact, was a, was a Charlie, a gas oven. So even the oven itself worked off of the gas. There was no electric in it whatsoever. I was always fascinated as a young boy. You'd, hear, you'd always smell the gas, you know, after my grandmother or whoever was going to cook lit it. And then the oven thing, I just I never could figure out. I was always looking at that, trying to figure out, okay, how does this thing actually work in heat given there's no elements inside of it? But it did, and it did a really good job, by the way. And I don't think... To my knowledge, I don't believe they make those any longer like that. I think that's a thing of the past. But, again, as long as all of that uh, inner workings of things would be upgraded, I would not have any problem with one of those restored appliances. They look, by the way, so cool. I will tell you that an oven and a refrigerator from even 50, 50, 60 years ago compared to what we have today, and I know there's some really slick new appliances out there, but there is something about those old vintage Stoves, fire, you know, uh, stoves and uh, refrigerators, I should say, freezers, what I meant to say also, that just have a cool factor you don't see today. I mean, they almost had, well, keep in mind, we had car companies like General Motors that were building appliances. And in a lot of ways, they had some of the same decor you would see, for example, emblems and things like that. You would actually see on the refrigerator, much like you would see on the hood or the grill of a car. And I've got to believe, Charlie, that came from a lot of the you know, crossover from the car folks owning the appliances. So anyways, is there a cool factor for those? Absolutely. But that would be my take on those things. I, I would not want to just pop one in without going through a complete restoration process. But would it be cool to do a restoration? Yes. Now, at the end of the day, are you going to have more money invested in that than if you just went out and bought a new stove or refrigerator? Yes. You most definitely will. I mean, some of the old vintage appliances are bringing a lot of money without even being restored. So, if, by the way, if you've got one of those items, don't just throw it away. There is tremendous value. Some of you that may be even inheriting different things or you're cleaning out different things from 
maybe parents or grandparents. Yeah, those items are bringing a lot of money. So don't just have the junk guy come along and haul that off because that person will most likely know the value of it, do something with it, and make money on it, and you could be doing the same thing. So, yeah, don't take an old refrigerator, freezer, or stove, oven, and just go toss it. Even even old steel coolers are bringing a lot of money now. So anything of that vintage era, and especially anything that has Coke, Pepsi, 7-Up, anything along those lines on it, they're worth money. Even even Coke machines, pop machines, whatever you want to call them, soda machines. I always called them Coke machines, even though it may not have Coke in it. Even Coke machines from the 70s are starting to bring money now. Believe it or not. The old kind of the little swing out door that you'd open and there'd be all the little cans that you could then, you know, you'd put your money in and then put a little lever and you'd pull that particular, you know, can out. Even those are starting to bring some money. And I've owned some of those in the past, but for you know one reason or another, just didn't have the ability to keep it and got rid of it, but probably should have kept some of those things because they're worth pretty good money today. So yeah, any of that older vintage appliances, and that, by the way, can be everything from everything I just mentioned to even toasters and mixers and so on. A lot of those things are bringing really good money because they can go through, do the upgrades, make them modern, but yet they've got that vintage look, which a lot of folks are looking for. So, yes, that, that is very much worth having. Uh, next question. Do you know of a spray deer repellent or other method to prevent deer from eating evergreens? No, I do not. The only deterrent that I've ever seen when it comes to keeping deer out of things is a fence. Chicken wire, something along those lines where they just can't get through it. In other words, putting an actual barrier up. And I've had family members that have had, you know, tremendous issues with deer coming and going and so on. And yet the only thing that I've ever learned, and they'll destroy uh, a sapling. You know, you take a little tree and put it in, the deer will just destroy that year after year after year. You'll be putting one in every year unless you figure out a way to keep them away from it. This time of the year especially, that's their food and they'll eat it down to nothing. So I understand your plight, understand what you're going through. Yes, the only way to keep them out of that literally is to put up some sort of a fencing. I know of no repellent that keeps the deer away. They they can become an absolute nuisance, and to my knowledge, that's the only thing you can do. Again, that's one of those items like I was mentioning before. If some of you listening have a way to get rid of deer more so than what I just said, please let me know. I'll let this particular listener know as well, including... Even during the week, if you're listening to this on Tuesday and you want to add that, send me a text message. I'll remember that. I'll put it in my notes, and I can talk about that next weekend as well. Text line 307-200-8222. Our call-in number, you're welcome to call. Lines are open, by the way. 303-477-5600. 303-477-5600. And somebody also said, uh, didn't GM own Frigidaire? Yes, they did. Now, also, this person said, didn't the old refrigerators have asbestos insulation i have no idea possibly possibly the key to asbestos by the way is as long as you don't mess with it it can stay so would it bother me to have a refrigerator with asbestos insulation no unless you're messing with it and you know digging into it or something it's not harming you at that point in time i you know i've i shouldn't say this on air but i think i will back in the day in the automotive world we used to use asbestos cloth as heat shields for all sorts of things I still have a roll of it that I keep in my toolbox for that very same thing. Now, if I ever go to use it, I'll mask up and do things appropriate. But back in the day, we used asbestos for all sorts of things, and 
yes, I still have a partial roll of asbestos cloth we used for that very purpose because it worked. And frankly, I don't think they've really ever found a really good replacement for it for those applications. I know the potential harm that can come from having it and using it, but the reality is there wasn't any other replacement for it. And I also look around at today, and if that was the only thing I had to worry about, I think I'd be in good shape, given the world we live in today. I'll leave it at that. We're going to take a quick break. Don't forget Alan Stack at Stack Optical. When it comes to a lot of things that we talk about here, he can make you eyewear that will work for you, your specific task, project, work, hobby, whatever it happens to be. Alan can do it all. They've got the cheapest uh, eye exam in town as well, $69. Call, make an appointment today. Find out what they can do for you, 303-321-1578. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Want to downsize but can't qualify with a current mortgage and a new one? Been told you have to sell your house for the down payment? That debt ratio is too high? We can help. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Use your equity for the down payment and debts, qualify only on the new mortgage payment, and have no more contingency offers. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Our experience can save you money. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. NMLS 298191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972, and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. 
With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready for wherever Colorado throws its way. All right, we are back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Website again, fixitradio.com. Text line 307-200-8222. You can also call us directly, 303-477-5600. Somebody said, I clean the glass on wood-burning fireplace inserts with ashes and newspaper. It works great. I've never tried that. So I'll ask one question for this person texting. Do you dampen? the newspaper a little bit to get the ashes to stick to it or you just take the newspaper and i mean how do you do that to where you actually get the ashes to you know stay on the newspaper and so on or do you like because you can't lay the door flat unless you take the door completely off so do you like dampen the newspaper use the ash then to do the cleaning and that's a new one on me i've never done that so thank you by the way for that tip i i had i had no idea so all right i'll get back to the 51 things that folks need to be doing we got down to, I think, three. We've got a long way to go, by the way, to get to number 51. Clean the bathroom fan. Yeah, I did one of those in my house just not that long ago. You tend to look up. And it's one thing, by the way, most people never do. You just Most people never look up to see what's going on above them. And it's a good thing to do. Just you know, occasionally look at your ceiling, look at these fans. Are they built up with all sorts of crud because they're, you know, they're sucking in anything that's inside the house and you know it could be anything depending upon where it's at and how close it is to the kitchen and things like that they'll suck in all sorts of different things so yeah clean that fan out periodically that's a great thing to do just keep things nice and clean now this is something that i i don't know that i ever do and i think the only time you really need to do it is is i've always thought is if it starts to get nasty and stinky and smelly but this is basically saying washing your trash can you should be doing that periodically just because no matter what, you're going to get some, you know, bacteria and things that are in there, no matter how you put the bag in. Some things, of course, may leak through the bag. Now, something else I've learned in recent years, the majority of people, this is a tip, the majority of people put the bag in wrong, the trash bag, the liner. And let me explain. Let me see if I can if I can do this correctly on air without showing folks how this works. Most people take the bag off the roll or out of the you know box, however you however you do it. Mine come in big rolls I buy at Costco. Most people will take it off the roll, then they air it out. You know they'll flip it up and down and get air inside of it. Then they stick that down in the can, and then they put the outer edges. You know they stretch the outer edges over the can, or you tie. You know depending on how big the the bag is compared to the can. Mine fit really tight, so I actually pull to get over my can. Now, that's the incorrect way to put a trash bag in, by the way. In fact, if you look 
at the trash bag itself, you will notice that you've installed it backwards. You will see the seams of the bag being on the wrong side. The correct way is to literally just take the bag off, leave it exactly kind of it's still folded up in a way at that point, and you literally just take the bag and spread it around the top of the can and then push down when you're done, and then it's the right it's going in the trash can the correct way, and you're not flipping it around trying to get it to go down and all that. You literally just take the bag off the roll, stretch it over the top, and push down. It makes putting the bag on, by the way, about twice as fast as it would be doing it the other way and way easier, and it's in the correct way. And what I mean by that is when you do it my way and then you pull the bag out, you'll notice that there's – how should I say this? When they, when they glue or hot seal that bag together because, you know, they're just taking two big pieces and seaming it together, you'll notice that the seam is on the inside of the bag not the outside of the bag doing it my way. The other way of doing it, the seam will be on the outside of the bag. The bag is inside out. Now, that's hard to tell, but if you look, if you just take a bag out and kind of look at it, you'll see which side is which. It's pretty easy to tell what's the inside versus the outside. And probably 90% of people put the bag in wrong because they do it the first way I just mentioned. They pull the bag out of the box, they air it out, they stick it down in, they put the band around the top, you know, they stick that down around or they tie it in and away they go. In my way, you don't air anything out. You literally pull it out, put it down, push it down, you're done. So a little bit of trash bag knowledge and Charlie's in there like, yeah, this guy's just absolutely crazy because most people don't care, but I guess I do. And it's faster. And, you know, Anything that you can make faster, in my opinion, is the way to go. Now, I don't wash my can out regularly, but this is a good idea to do that. Take that bin out periodically, wash it out. Now, here's something else that I don't think anybody does, myself included. I'm, I'm, not, I'm a nut, but I'm not really this much of a nut. Now, maybe because my wife is a nut, and when it comes to the mattress itself, she's got like triple protection on the mattress, so nothing's ever touching it. But this is talking about actually vacuuming the mattress periodically. I don't think I've ever done that. So depending upon how you protect your mattress, you may actually want to vacuum it or not. The next one is wiping down your walls. Use a Swiffer. Yeah, you can get all the dust and stuff off. And again, a lot of that's going to depend upon the house you have, where you live, how much dust you accumulate, and so on. Great idea. You can either use a Swiffer or they make some of the other devices where you can use it to get cobwebs and things like that. But yeah, periodically getting especially the upper parts of your walls and ceilings done absolutely. John, happy new year, man. Happy new year, man. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good. Well, I wanted to correct you on one of the things you said early. Sure. Kenmore there was no Kenmore never made an appliance, period. Sears bought them from other manufacturers and slapped the Kenmore name on them. Gotcha. So there's only a half a dozen appliance manufacturers out there. Yeah, I don't need there. Is there even that many now, John? There, well, there's there's uh, Maytag, which is the last ones that are made in the U.S. If you want to buy, I mean, outside of the boutique ones, there's what Whirlpool, yeah. GE, Samsung, and LG, and Maytag. That's about yeah. it, isn't it? Unless you get into some of the, you know, like Bosch and you know. Sub-Zero and some of those, I mean, now you're getting into a whole nother level. But right. just common everyday appliances, isn't there like four or five now is all? Yeah, that's all there's ever been because I, I guess maybe almost 
25 years ago. We found this book, and it was in the discount rack, How to Cut Your Cost in Half Without Sacrificing, and they had a whole thing on appliances, uh. and it showed you the price differences between buying a Magic Chef and a Whirlpool. I'm, and I'm just, I, I don't know if they were made by the same, but the difference in price for the same exact appliance except for the nameplate and the features. Gotcha. Makes sense. So, you know, like, they, one of the things that this book recommended is don't get all the bells and whistles because all that does is let, yep. make them break faster. Yeah, I, 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 you know and, what? My appliance guy was talking <laughs> about earlier that, that I learned a lot of things from. He, he would say the exact same thing, John. In fact, back in the day, I always had the Amana freezer bottom refrigerator top because, as you know, heat rises. So his feeling always was you yeah. spend less energy keeping that freezer at the bottom than at the top. Sure, that makes sense, and that's what we have now. We got one with the freezer on the bottom as yeah, opposed to most the top. efficient. But yeah, the you were talking about the dryer, and uh, thank you for that. We had just left the house, and I was maybe five minutes from the house, and you mentioned the dryer, and I said, "Shoot, I left the dryer on," and we turned back <laughs> to go turn it off. Don't ever leave your dryer on. Good one. When you're not home. Yeah, good point. Because you're asking to lose your house. Yeah, Even if you clean your lint trap. Good point. And you constantly. Other thing, my wife taught me this one. If you take a used dryer sheet, that is a perfect dust cloth because it'll pick up oh, the dust. You know what? I'm stealing that. Good job. You know, you can just grab yeah. it and it'll dust everything off and it does a nice job. doesn't leave any residue. So... And, and, and real quick, and along those lines, this is more for drive radio, but a fresh dryer sheet takes off bugs on your car. Oh, I, that I did not know. So there you go. So That's now there's another too. use for you. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. It's just, it, you know, there's a lot of extra uses for things we use around the house. Correct. But, uh, you know, and the other thing is, if you can't remember when you changed your air filter last on your furnace... It's time to change it. Good point. I mean, they're so cheap. I mean, even the decent ones are less than ten bucks. And to just keep your, you know, keep yep. your Good system point. from working harder. I mean, I like the mid-grade ones just because they pull more of the dog hair. They catch more of the dog hair. Right. I got a big hairy, I got a big hairy beast that I could vacuum every day and still have hair on the floor. Got um, got it. Makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that, though, about people always used to say, well, I'm going to get a Kenmore, and I was like, go look up who made that. It's you, a lot of them were uh, uh, Maytag, Whirlpool. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, a lot Maytag. of them were Whirlpool, were they not? Right. Yeah, yeah. okay. But I believe Maytag and Whirlpool merged. I think you are correct on that, John. I'll have to look that up, but so, I think you are right. I'll, I'll look that up really quick, but I think you're correct. Yeah, but if you look at them, they almost look exactly the same. So when you're shopping for an appliance, uh, you don't want to buy LG. I had a guy that I worked with who bought an LG dishwasher, and it went on the fritz, and the repairman... At Whirlpool in 2006. Okay, so yeah. So, I mean, if I got the option, considering they're still made in America, I'll buy those just because if you do need a repair, it'd probably be easier to get for them to get a part. Gotcha. Oh, the other thing they say is if you're buying a washing machine and you don't want a front loader, make sure the top loader has an agitator. 
those agitator-less ones yes. don't clean your clothes. Yes, you are correct on that. Absolutely. Yes. Um, we, we picked up one. We had to get a new one finally after like 20 years. And it has an agitator, but the agitator is removable. So if you got to wash like a big quilt or something. Right, you can take you that can out. Take it out. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, and great it, idea. Uh, it, they, yeah, and that's a Whirlpool, too, if I remember right. Is it Whirlpool? It's either a Whirlpool or a Maytag. We got to, you know. But if you could buy American just because of the parts, kind of like how much harder is it to get a Mercedes part than it True. is to get a Buick part? Good point. Good point. You know. So, hey, you guys John, have, have a great a good... rest of your day, John. I appreciate you guys yeah. very much. Bye. Happy New Year, guys. Appreciate it very much. I'll squeeze one more call in before the break. Mike and Aurora, you're next. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, you're talking about uh, trash. Yes. It makes me, you know, in this new law that came effective January 1st, I'm just wondering, you know, we still got plastic bags out here. Oh, we got tons, Mike. We've you know, got, we got yeah. plastic bag upon plastic bag upon plastic bag. This new new law about grocery stores, you know, if you, there's three or more locations not not being able to use plastic bags, period, whether you pay the 10 cent tax or not, which, again, everybody keeps thinking you're buying a bag. No, 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 you're paying the state for the bag is what you're actually doing. The store is still buying the bag. It's factored into the cost of doing business, but the tax is the 10 cents, but that's no longer allowed. And once they run out of bags completely, I think they can still have them until June 1st, but by then, if they are if they have any left, I guess they have to, I don't know what they do with them, Mike, toss them, move them out of state. I have no idea. Well, uh, yeah, but, you know, we're, we're, we're doomed. We're still doomed. I know. It's the dumbest thing ever. It really is. It's not I, doing a thing. I saw this. Yeah. I saw this and I said, "Wait a minute! There's there's these these plastic bags in the produce section. There's plastic trash bags. There's uh, plastic uh, containers. Food is served in. You, you know, they may have thought they got rid of the styrofoam, but there's still plenty of plastics out here. And if you do away with all plastics and all petroleum byproducts, we're not going to have uh, pharmaceuticals. We're not going to have drugs." life-saving drugs nope you're right mike or again just dumbest thing ever we're chasing the wrong things as you know yeah i wonder did you get the article i I forwarded you an article on uh, eds well and refresh my memory i get a lot of things that come my way so which one um, well, I'll have to look it up. I'll probably call you back in uh, drive. Oh, that's fine. Call me. Hey, you know what? That's a great. You know what? I'll take a break. Do that, Mike. Call me. Look it up. Call me back and drive. Happy to chat then. Eric, hang tight. I'll come right back after the break. Fix It Radio, by the way, our website, fixitradio.com. We'll be right back. KLZ 560. Premier Home Remodels designs your basement to fit your family's lifestyle and needs. So-called basement flippers will limit your options, cut corners, and rush your project. But Premier takes the time to create a space that is functional and unique, meeting all your expectations. Premier values and protects you as the homeowner by making sure every code is met and that the proper permit is pulled, along with a one-year warranty on labor. Your home is your most valuable asset, and Premier guarantees that your entire project from design to completion is done accurately and effectively. 
Because Premier wants you to be able to grow with your home, they make sure to pre-plan every aspect of your basement remodel, working with you and having your best interest in mind. Choose the right company for your ideal basement. Premier Home Remodels. Go to klzradio.com slash remodel. That's klzradio.com slash remodel. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972, and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready forever Colorado throws its way. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Home of the original Asset Manager Loan, where you pay less interest and own your home faster, pay off your debt and save six to nine hundred a month, have access to your equity for thirty years. Call seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred now. 
We listen and promise to do our best for you. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Over 20 years of low rates, outstanding service, and number one at putting you first. Let us show you how our experience saves you money. 720-895-0500. NMLS, 298-191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. All right, we are back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Uh, A lot of you texting, by the way. Appreciate it very much. 307-200-8222. Somebody else said, use dryer sheets. Work well for cleaning the dryer lint screen itself. Thank you for that tip as well. Eric, you're next. Go ahead, sir. Hey, good morning, John. Good morning. Happy New Year. A couple of thoughts. Happy New Year. A couple of thoughts for you. So um, my wife and I sleep on a waterbed, and, you know, about three times a year you have to burp that. Oh, so yeah, good point. Yeah, because the air, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because the air, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yep, you have to, you yep. have to burp it and you have to add the uh, yeah. stuff to it. Yeah. So every time we do that, we vacuum all the corners of the frame. And yes, you do have to, and we vacuum the top of the mattress and then we wash the top of the mattress down. Ah, to get all of the stuff. Sure, makes sense. So your, your wife's not entirely crazy. Um, because, and, and you'd be amazed how much dust actually builds up on there yeah no that makes uh, sense it, it's kind of fresh but uh the one thing on on appliances when our house was built in 99 whatever the cheap builder grade dishwasher was that was installed literally within probably two years it, you know we were unhappy with it um it was not energy efficient it was not water efficient etc it was horrible and remember the great indoors the high-end sears store yes uh, used to be. In- yes. So what, what did they call that, we were- Eric? I, I can't. I, I, it was called the Great Indoor. Oh, that's right. There you go. Was- yes, yes, yes. Exactly. And there was only, we, yeah, there was only two of them. There was one in Highlands Ranch, and there was one up in Flatiron. But uh, so we happened to be in there one day down at the Highlands Ranch store looking around, and my wife's looking at dishwashers. The first time we ever saw a dishwasher with three shelves, or with three levels. And now there's a few other brands that make them. Uh, at the top level, which was all your utensils, uh-huh. they lay on their side. Right. Get, you know, and, and generally you're cleaner. Well, so, and this goes to the idea of buying more expensive appliances. We bought a Miele. Miele. Oh, the, uh, I have I have the same. Yeah, they work great. Yeah. It, it's great when your dishwasher comes delivered inside of a crate. Um because we bought that. That's, by the way, Eric, that's a that's a they're a for people that don't know. That's a really nice brand. Yeah, they're. I mean, when we bought it in 08, the cheapest one was thirteen hundred. Yep. And that's what we bought was the cheapest one. And I had to laugh when I picked it up from the store. The guy wheels it out on a pallet. Uh, wheels out wheels out a crate on a pallet. And I just started laughing. And it took three of us to load it in the back of my pickup. And uh, when he, when we, when I got home, you know, I had to break this crate apart, then take the box apart, and here's the dishwasher. In, and the whole dishwasher is insulated. Mm. Yep. And it took my, myself and my dad to bring it in the house. I had to actually redo part of the cubby where it went under the sink in order, or under the counter in order to make it fit. Got it. And you know, we're fifteen and a half years later. And the only time I've had it serviced was when we first bought it. There was a scratch on the door, and Mila had them replace it. And at that time, there was only two places 
in Colorado that serviced those. One was in Fort Collins, one was on the Western Slope. Hmm. Now there's now there's a half dozen. Right, right, yeah, those. quite a few more now. Yes, but, definitely. You know, it, I mean, it's it's incredibly quiet. Yeah, and, yeah, you can't even hardly hear it yeah, run. A, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have, our house is only twelve hundred square feet, and you can be sitting in the living room to that, and there's five feet apart. And you barely tell it's running nice. most of the time. Nice. You know, so I mean, the idea sometimes of spending more, yep. but you have to look at the brand. Yep. Yeah, that's right. You know, that the overall cost when it's all said and done, you're saving money. Yeah, and it's yep. you know it's super efficient, and, yep. and it's and I had a guy tell me he says you'll get twenty years out of it. He says or more. Yeah. And I had somebody tell me one day, oh, it's ridiculous to spend that much for a dishwasher. And I says I clean the filter once a year on it, <laughs> and it you know right. Every once in a while, it'll, you know, you'll run it, and every once in a while, it'll kind of act up a little bit, you know, where something will come out not fully clean, and it's like, eh, all right, whatever, you know, and, and, and you, but, but you do have to make sure you're using the best quality of soaps with it, too. Yeah, good point. You know, that, that, good that point. Of, oh, good stuff. Eric, I'm going to hey. run, see if I can get one so, more squeeze right. in here before the top there. I appreciate you, man, as always. Happy New Year. Mike, you're up next. Go ahead. John, real quick on the, the washer-dryer stuff. There's another U.S. company that's been around. My mother had them, Speed Clean Washers. And oh, dryers. that's right. Yes, yes, yes. And they have the best warranty in the business. Some of the best appliances, period. Yeah, they're a three-year yeah. warranty on their washers and dryers. I forgot about that. Everything. And I, uh, they're a they're, little... and, and really quick, Mike, they are... I've seen a lot of videos and things on them. You know, part of that is because they also do a lot of machines for the commercial world. Is that right? That is correct. Okay. And they are just absolutely bulletproof. They're a little pricier, but um, they, they're remarkable, absolutely remarkable pieces of equipment. Anyway, let you go. Great show. No, you're, Mike, thank you for that. I, I appreciate that. I had forgotten that, and there's different names for them depending upon if you're in the U.S. or Canada. I just pulled them up, and now they may not be as, quote-unquote, fancy maybe is the way to say it. I mean, you look at some of these new washers and dryers, and, I mean, they'll do everything but put the clothes in for you. I mean, even dryers that have steam settings and so on, which actually we have, and I don't know that I've ever used it. It's just what's there. But anyways, the Speed Queens, Mike, thank you. Yeah, if you're looking for a really high-quality, top-of-the-line product, uh, they, again, they are not going to have all of the fancy, you know, how should I say that? You You look at some of these, and it's almost like, am I buying a, Am I buying a washer? Am I buying a car? I mean, you start looking at some of these. Now, I'm not saying that these are are any way, shape, or form ugly or, and again, when it comes to washer and dryer, you know, who cares? But you know where I'm going with that. It's, it's by no means, it's, it's not that they're not competing well in their world. They do. But to Mike's point, so they're top of the line. I just looked at it. They're top of the line front load washer. Just looked at their website. Twenty five fifty nine. That's their top of the line. Now, they're... Base washer, I'll go pull it up really quick, is twenty four forty nine. So yeah, to Mike's point, this isn't a five to seven hundred dollar washing machine, even a thousand dollar washing machine. These things are twice that. I mean, that's more money than most people will pay for a set, a washer, and a dryer. But Mike, thank you for that because I actually really forgot. I honestly forgot all about the Speed Queen end of it. I'll really quick look up the dryer end of it. Dryer, same price. So keep in mind, you buy a, a, a Speed Queen set, 
you're about five grand. Plus, you're going to have to figure out how to, you know, pay tax and get it delivered and installed and all of that. Some of you can do that yourself, of course. But uh, they do have, to Mike's point, five-year parts and labor warranty, by the way, in-home labor warranty. Now, I will also tell you just from reading a lot of the things and looking at videos and things on Speed Queen, uh, the chances of you having a repair, pretty slim. Just not one of those items that gets repaired that often, and most of the repair people out there will even tell you that exact same thing. So anyways, uh, thank you, Mike, for that. I appreciate that very much. Speed Queen is the is the brand, and it's speedqueen.com. If some of you out there are thinking about you know buying something, uh, they actually have stackable units as well. So there you go. Uh, let's take Jeff first. Jeff, go ahead, sir. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Uh, Happy New Year, Jeff. Same to you. Happy 2024. Uh, yeah, real quick on appliances. Uh, one, you already talked about the energy efficiency of new appliances. And you talk about cars. And I kind of put old cars versus new cars. I kind of put appliances in the same boat. They don't make them like they used to, and thank God, because those compressors and motors are just huge and clunky. Right. Um, but the other part is safety. Um, when was the last time you heard about a kid getting trapped in a refrigerator? You don't. You don't. And, and I'm glad you said that, Jeff. I was going to say, uh, I, I kind of I ran out of time there. But yeah, talking about some of those old appliances, if you're going to do one of those restorations and so on, that is one of the things that you have to be really careful of because that used to happen a lot and it doesn't anymore. Right. But, you know, all the doors right. today, you can just push open from the inside. Those old ones with the latches, when you once you got in, Jeff, you couldn't get out. No, no. And being they were pretty soundproof, too. So a lot of times nobody knew they were in there. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, good point. I, I had, I, again, I was going to mention that and kind of forgot about that, but you are a hundred percent correct. Uh, uh, while they're cool and all of that, you got to make sure if you're going to do the upgrade, do it all properly, make sure everything is upgraded and done. And then if you've got small children or anything along those lines, you really need to make sure that you're paying attention to all that stuff. Cause yeah, they can, you know, especially the, you know, now, if it's full, it's pretty hard for them to, you know, climb in. But, you know, a lot of those were, were put in garages and places like that where they wouldn't be super full and kids could just climb in them. And, or if you just get one and you're planning on doing something, uh, put a strap around it. There you go. Uh, put a put a two-by-four uh, two in between the door and the, and the thing. So uh, do something to stop kids yep. from being Yeah, good point. No, I, I'm, Jeff, I'm glad you said that because, yeah, that – that it, that was, as you know, that was a problem for a long time and where some of the safety, quote-unquote, changes, rules, whatever kind of came along. And, you know, some would say, well, that's what government's for and why they should mandate it. My feeling is some of that would have changed anyways without government because that's just the way things work. Yep. And real quick, uh, 1977, I was over in – 1976, I was over in uh, Korea. We adopted a little girl out of there. Oh, nice. She had love her to death. And uh, – but I was in the Intel world, and while I was there, I went and talked to the unit there that uh, did the, uh, the U-2 mission. And uh, I was talking to one of the maintenance guys, and he had bought a, a little uh, radio for five bucks, radio, uh, and it was going to tie it in to the uh, data stream to the U-2 so the pilot could have music to listen to. And uh, that's when I found out that at that time, Korea was making – the uh, components for Japanese stereo systems. Uh, so uh, that was 45 okay. years ago. And and now the countries have changed. I mean, it's China and Vietnam and uh, Malaysia and different things. But uh, all over Asia, folks, they've always uh, outsourced to the, to the cheapest 
uh, source. Right. So it's it's nothing new. Um, if you were thought you were buying a Japanese radio, you you had a Japanese brand, but you probably had phone components from from China and maybe Hong Kong or uh, Korea from maybe Hong Kong and various places. So you really never know what exactly you're going to get. That's a great products. point. Great point. Jeff, I appreciate that very much, and good reminder on those old appliances. Man, take care. Maybe talk to you during Drive Radio. Appreciate you, Jeff. I appreciate you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it very much. And, yeah, he, he brings up a great point. On some of those old appliances, they do not have some of the same safety features that we have on today's newer appliances. And to his point, um, yeah, uh, those might have been the good old days, but they were definitely in some cases not as safe as what we have now. And again, it's one of those things where if you're going to have those around, just make sure you're paying attention and that you don't have any chances of somebody climbing in and then not being able to get out. And by the way, that's true with anything. There was a story here not long ago that I was reading. I didn't talk about it on air, but uh, some kids had crawled down into a, a toy box of sorts and it latched and no one knew that they were in there. And it was in such a situation that it was pretty airtight and a child suffocated they were playing. They were playing hide and seek, and got down in there and suffocated to death. And I just can't think of anything as a parent more, more uh, disturbing than to have something like that. That's very preventable uh, happening. So yeah, be careful with all those old things like that, guys. That's Fix It Radio. If you're listening on Tuesday or another replay show, a replay show of this, I should say thank you very much. I do appreciate it. FixItRadio.com is the website. You can go there and ask questions as well. Uh, whatever is playing next, either it's going to be Drive Radio or Rush to Reason. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is KLZ 560. The views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.